Yo, this is Sam Sports Podcast. I am Sam Rosenberg. Today is Wednesday, June 6th. 2018. We are deep into the dog days of summer. I want to welcome everybody to the podcast. I would also like to welcome everyone who is listening via the Pulp Report YouTube channel. I'm Sam Rosenberg. Thank you very much for tuning in. You're going to get a little bit of a sports update on what's been going on in uh, some of the football and basketball arenas. And very specifically, I'm going to be focusing on a couple of key topics that came across the city of Philadelphia over the past week. And of course, touch upon the NBA Finals. Uh, Game three will be tonight. Um, First off, Philadelphia Eagles get uninvited to the White House by President Trump. So where to start with this? Where do you want to go from this? I I mean, pretty much the way it shook out is that very typically, as some of you may or may not know, every single year, the winner of the Super Bowl and the winner of the NBA Finals, you know, they go to the White House and they visit the president. They have a whole little, you know, handshake moment. It's a PR thing. They take a lot of photos, yada, yada, yada. Well, With President Trump in the White House, things have changed. The uh, political tenor of the NBA and the NFL, certainly the anthem, kneeling during the national anthem in NFL games has become quite a thing. And the White House and politics and Donald Trump have gotten into everything and decided to make a whole hell of a thing out of it. Well, it came out this week that the Eagles were officially uninvited from the White House President Trump gave one of those obnoxious statements where he released and said, oh, they didn't want to stand for the anthem and they're disrespecting their country and so we're not inviting them to the White House. Well, it comes out that actually they weren't disrespecting the anthem. It turns out that the Eagles were only going to be sending a few players. Most of the team didn't want to go because of, I guess, their differences of opinion with President Trump about, you know, Standing during the national anthem, politics in general, being a a nice human being. These were all things that they didn't see eye to eye on with uh, President Trump. So they were only going to send a few people um, and they were trying to figure out the best way to do it. Um, Team owner Jeffrey Lurie didn't really want to get the players in the middle of all of this shit. It's amazing how all of a sudden everybody is in the middle of all of this shit because when when Donald Trump's involved, he's going to make a shit show out of everything. And so... When the White House got wind of the fact that they really weren't going to send anybody, he turned around and pulled a Michael Scott and said, you know what, you can't quit, you're fired. You know what, you guys don't want to come, you're uninvited, fuck off. And so that's that's how it all shook out. And of course it became a complete shit show because then you've got the president coming out and saying one thing, you've got the Eagles coming out and saying another thing, then you've got the White House coming back out and, you know, doing a retort and saying they were wrong. And then you had Fox News posted a picture of Zach Ertz praying before a game and talked about how the Eagles were kneeling. And then Zach Ertz had to come out and say, no, actually nobody on the Eagles ever kneeled during a national anthem. That was me praying and you guys were using it falsely. Fox News had to come out and say, oh, we're sorry. You know, it's just this whole back and forth. It's just another reflection of the division that is going on in our country. And the fact that this whole NFL policy thing which had nothing to do with the White House visit, even though President Trump wants to make it about that. You know, even though the anthem has nothing to do with with disrespecting the country, the flag, or the troops, it has all to do with police brutality and the fact that they are that police officers abuse black and brown people in this country. No, they just want to take it all away from that. And the NFL passing a policy, a one-sided policy that nobody voted on, just exacerbated the issue. You know, I'm just... You think of it what you want. 
But me, Sam Rosenberg, I'm going to come right out. I, I try not to be political. I really try not to get too much into this shit because I don't like it. I like following sports and I not and I don't like getting too political about it. I don't want to find out, you know, uh, the people's uh, political opinions behind whether or not they can throw a football or dunk a basketball. I mean, I understand they have a platform to preach off of and they can bring about social change on that platform. I'm just somebody, listen, you know, I don't want to make it all about this other thing, which isn't sports. And so I just am frustrated about the fact that the president, this fucking racist bully of Donald Trump, this bigoted bully who's showing the world what a joke his presidency is and how treating other people like shit, bullying people, lying, changing your story, grabbing women by the fucking pussy and having an overall vile human being, that's the example we we want to set for the country, the world, our children, is that when someone, you know, is is a terrible human being, uh, treats people like dog shit, lies all the time, that they should be rewarded in this country. I hope somebody pisses in his morning coffee, that lying fuck. Anyway, sorry to be so uh, vehement. If you disagree with me, you're more than welcome to email me at samsportstation at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Please, bring it on. I would like to hear what you have to think about this. Can we just get back to football? Can we just get back to OTAs? God bless Doug Peterson coming out and saying, you know what, we're done. We're getting back to football. God bless all the other players of saying, you're not listening. This isn't about the president. It's not about his ego. It's not about whatever bullshit agenda he wants to make it about. Let's just get back to football. So that was the update on what happened there with uh, Donald Trump and the Eagles. And uh, I guess the Eagles aren't going to the White House this year. And let's see how many other teams go to the White House in the next couple of years. Yeah. Anyway, Brian Colangelo, as I reported last week, um, he uh, definitely is in hot water with the Sixers ownership group. Uh, Now that this scandal has come out with his Twitter accounts, there is no proof. Nothing has been confirmed yet. There's just a lot of allegations and a lot of investigation. Uh, The Sixers ownership group went ahead and hired a law firm to formally investigate the claims, try to understand exactly what's been going on. The biggest piece of news that's come out is that with, you know, once the ringer, God bless the ringer.com, amazing article by Ben Dietrich broke this story. Uh, you know, the internet universe just took it and ran. And they pretty much started to do their own digging. And what's come out now is there's a lot of evidence pointing to Brian Colangelo's wife, Barbara Bettini. So apparently three of the Twitter accounts have uh, a rescue cell phone number, which has the same last digits of nine and one at the end of the cell phone number. So three of these accounts are all tied to the same telephone number and email, which of course are tied to Brian Colangelo's wife. So now... There is some belief that Colangelo didn't know about this, but his wife did. And so this law firm spoke to Colangelo and his wife separately for hours over the course of the past Sunday and Monday. And now we're at a position where I think the Sixers have all of the information they need. We're officially just waiting for the results. Yeah, we're the Sixers owners are talking about what the hell's going to go down because they know what happened. They've talked to Colangelo at this point. They know everything. We're just waiting to see what they decide so they reveal to everybody what exactly took place. Because listen, if they choose to fire Colangelo, they're going to have to reveal what the hell happened. And the truth is... It's probably what we think it is. Colangelo has already copped to owning one of those Twitter accounts, and there's way too much evidence pointing to the fact that if he isn't involved with those other Twitter accounts, it's probably his wife. And it's just terrible to think that his entire career could be destroyed over the fact that his wife was blabbing too much over Twitter. And it also is pretty apparent that if, in fact, his wife is the one who's culpable for these other Twitter accounts, 
they're not going to sort of separate between the two of them and say, eh, you know, your wife did it, you didn't do it. No. He's going to go down in flames with it because the only way she knows any of this information is because she's married to Brian. And there's a lot of discussions that happen between a wife and a husband or a husband and a husband or a wife and a wife. But when you start getting on Twitter and talking about it and releasing confidential information, all of a sudden careers are at stake, money's at stake, everything's at stake. And it's looking bad for Brian Colangelo. And I, I think it's I think there needs to be some pretty brilliant, shocking revelation of evidence to clear his name to get him to survive this situation because even if he's remotely guilty or if he's remotely tied into this, if in fact it was his wife who leaked this information, I mean, there's no way the Sixers can carry on with him. His reputation will be absolutely destroyed. Do you think LeBron James is going to want to come and sign with the Philadelphia 76ers if this comes out, that this is what happened? And you want to talk about terrible timing? We're getting towards the end of the NBA Finals, and uh, we're in a situation where the Sixers have to get ready for free agency. They've got a draft coming up where they've got the 10th and the 26th pick, and they're going to be out of GM. I mean, they're not going to have a president of basketball operations. They're essentially going to be going into it like the Cavaliers last year without David Griffin. They're going to be going in, a, a, a to some extent, rudderless. I'm sure they've got a lot of other guys in that front office who will be able to step in, but the truth is they will be moving forward without a president of basketball operations, and that's just fucking terrible. It's just a real shame, and it's just... I would have thought more of Brian Colangelo. There's a lot you can say about him doing his job, period. But the fact that this this embarrassing Twitter situation might be his undoing and might actually destroy his entire career, I mean, it's just, you can't make this shit up. I, I, it's just amazing. So, listen, I don't have any love for Brian Colangelo. I don't think he's done a poor job, but I don't particularly think he's done a great job. I mean, I didn't like the Markel Fultz trade. That certainly has not worked out for anybody. Uh, well, it worked out for the Celtics. Um, but listen, I don't think we, we should get an answer very soon regarding Colangelo's situation. And I'm very curious to see how it shakes out. Now, tonight's game three of the NBA finals, Warriors are up 2-0. I think the big talk of the town is how LeBron, I mean, was, was amazing in game one, scored 51 points, eight and eight. And yet all we're talking about is J.R. Smith's brain freeze at the end of the game, which pretty much lost the game for them when he dribbled the ball out thinking they were winning. And in reality, they were only tied. Um, I mean, that was probably the closest opportunity that this Cavaliers team had for stealing a game in Golden State, because now, I mean, I think the feeling around the league is that, you know, they're going to split these games in Cleveland. Cleveland will probably steal a game at home, but I think the idea that Cleveland could win both games is a little ridiculous now. They're, people are not supporting that idea. They don't think it's going to come out. Um, I mean, it was abundantly clear in Game 2. Game 2, Clay Thompson was a little injured. He came out guns blazing, and it didn't even matter. They just poured points on him like they couldn't even miss a beat. And, you know, LeBron was trying to be more of a facilitator in Game 2. He had 13 assists. I mean, he was trying to get the rest of his team going, and it still wasn't enough. Even Kevin Love scoring 20 points still wasn't enough. I even thought, when I was watching Game 2, in the third quarter, I noticed that... Um, Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson both had 20 points, and Steph Curry had 17, and I was like, that's weird. Steph Curry, that's not enough points. There's an eruption that's coming, and I can see it coming. Fourth quarter rolled around, Steph Curry just hit a bunch of threes. He finished with nine three-pointers and 36 points, and they just fucking buried the Cavaliers. So, I mean, it's going to take a miracle at this point for, I mean, again, I think it, I think Cleveland is going to pull out one of these games. They're going to win a game at home. I do think this is going to be at least a five-game series, but the real test is going to be can they pull out both games and can they go back to Oakland 2-2? That's really, really, really going to be the test. And 
I don't know who's going to step up. You know, Jeff Green is the picture of inconsistency. George Hill is is there, but sometimes he's not the guy who can really clinch that game. You know, Kevin Love, for as good as he's been, sometimes he disappears. And J.R. Smith, listen, that guy, you never know what the hell you're getting with J.R. Smith. And, and we're in a situation where Ty Lue is coming out and talking about how we're going to see more Rodney Hood in Game 3, a guy who really refused to play garbage minutes against the Toronto Raptors and has kind of been in the doghouse and hasn't even been in the rotation throughout most of the playoffs. That's essentially where we're at. We're at a last resort moment where they're pulling Rodney Hood out of the locker room and just saying, hey, see what you can do out there. I have a, I have a feeling we're going to see more Chetty Osmond out there. We're going to see essentially whatever the Cavaliers have left in the tank to just go out there and try to help LeBron James because Kyle Korver can hit those threes, but he's a defensive liability. And all we're doing in this, in this series is switching, 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 switching. And even though Golden State doesn't have that much depth, it's crazy to say it, they don't have that much depth, the four, the big four are, are essentially enough to overwhelm this Cavaliers team. The Cavaliers do not have enough on defense. And I mean, you're talking about four Hall of Famers that you've got to slow down. And the Cleveland, LeBron is just not enough. And we can say time and time again that we criticize the fact that he's won three titles and he's lost five finals and that Michael Jordan won six and never lost. It's like, listen, Michael Jordan had a whole goddamn team around him every single time, and he was the greatest player ever in that time. But the truth is, LeBron has had shit stains playing next to him. He's had guys that you can't even name or remember that he has dragged to the NBA Finals. I think it's a testament to the fact that he is an all-around player. His endurance to play 82 games and over 100 games this season and essentially still be able to do what he's doing, I mean, he's still more of a valuable player than, than I think Kevin Durant is to the Warriors or James Harden is to the Rockets, and yet he's still not going to win MVP this year. You know he deserves MVP. Is there a better player in the league right now than LeBron James? The fact that he is not winning a title is not something that we can hold against him anymore, okay? He's already gotten his rings. He's already gotten his MVPs. And if anything, he's proving at this age in 2018 that he is still dominating this league. And if, if they could just get some competent people around him more than just some of the guys that they've thrown together this year, I mean, he could be just picking up titles every single year. But instead, we see him scoring 50 points and then looking at J.R. Smith in disbelief at the end of game one, like, what the hell are you doing? It's just, LeBron deserves more than this because this Warriors team is going to come in and do what they do. And now, Andre Iguodala's coming back. They're saying he's going to be back tonight for game uh, three. And now, the Hamptons five is complete. You're going to have Iguodala coming back in. It's Sean Livingston playing reserve minutes. I mean, these guys... At full strength, it just it just makes the margin of error for Cleveland even smaller. I, I don't think they're going to come out of it. I mean, if if they have any chance of making this a series, they've got to win tonight, and I don't have faith that they will win tonight. I I think, I mean, I think if they lose tonight, they're probably gonna, they're definitely going to win Game Four. But if they win tonight, there's no reason to think they're going to come out of Game Four with a victory. I really think they're going to go back to Oakland three down three one. It's a shame to say it. LeBron deserves better, but. I mean, that, those are my thoughts on the matter, and I'm sticking to it. All right, that's it. I'm out of here. Thanks a lot for listening to Sam Sports Podcast, and also 
Pulp Report if you are listening on that end as well. You can subscribe to Sam Sports Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Really like SoundCloud. You can follow me on Instagram at Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Twitter at Smithface Jones. And as I mentioned before, if you got any thoughts or issues of any of the shit that I mentioned about our dog shit president, you can email me at samsportsstation at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts and get on into it with you. Anyway, that's all I have for this week. Enjoy tonight's NBA Finals game. I'll be back next week to talk more sports. Take it easy. Bye-bye.